0: Today's episode of Believe in Betting Chicago is brought to you by 8Sleep. Did you know, listeners, that chronic sleep deprivation has shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease? No, it is not the Hershey Kisses in the bowl around the holidays. It is the amount of sleep you're getting, you guys, and we all need eight hours of sleep. I certainly hope during the holidays you're gonna have some time off, catch some Zs, get a little nap in, build on up with it, because honestly, what is sleep's biggest problem? It's temperature. Didn't see that one coming, did you? Tough to get a good sleep if you're too hot or too cold. So I want to tell you about the Pod by Eight Sleep. The Pod by Eight Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep that's a lot of sleep it combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery it learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically how cool is that so that means if you like the bed cool like my wife or if your partner likes the bed warm like moi right here now you can have both at the exact same time it's a crazy comfortable bed sleep longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world so guys, try the pod for the first 100 nights, and if you don't love it, guess what? They will refund your purchase and arrange a free pickup. They already sold out of the first two batches. It's the holiday season, so they're going fast. So for a limited time, here's what they're going to do. 8sleep is going to give you $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com slash pro. That's 8, the number, E-I-G-H-T, sleep.com slash pro. 8sleep.com slash pro. It's a new decade. Let's get into a new mode of sleep. Guys, thank you so much for joining me right here on the Believe in Betting Chicago. Right here on the Believe Podcast Network. My name is Joey Christopoulos. It's Friday. It is Star Wars weekend. I got Empire Strikes Back in the background. I'm super jacked up. Hope you guys are ready to enjoy the holidays this weekend, and hopefully, our Chicago Bears can put forth an honest effort to not ruin uh, the all the festivities that are here to come in Week 16. Bears take on the Chiefs this week. The line opened up minus four and moved up to minus six for the Chiefs. And some people, some people believe that it's going to maybe end up around minus seven. We're going to get into that and a whole lot more betting lines that I want to talk about that can hopefully win you some little extra cash in your stocking this season. But let's start with the quarterbacks. That's right. Our number two pick. Our boy, the chosen one, Mitch Trubisky against Patrick Mahomes in Chicago. The Chiefs got a lot on the line, playoff seating, trying to get right, trying to make it to the Super Bowl. The Bears got eliminated last week. Not playing for much, but they're a proud group, and there's still plenty to play for in different positional groups. And a lot of the talk this week nationally has been, this is a huge matchup between Trubisky and Mahomes. Time to see who's better. Guess what? Mahomes is better, guys, okay? Trubisky, even if he plays the game of his life, no one's going to be walking out of that that stadium on Sunday going, well, Bears got the better end of the deal on that one. So kind of just throw that out the window. I'm not really sure exactly what we're going to get from this Bears team, but I'm sure that the comparisons during the broadcast are going to make Bears fans running for the beer fridge multiple times during the game. And on a side note, real quick, there's going to be a lot of talk about this, Bears fans, and here's what I got to tell you. Obviously, we all know the story. We traded up. We got Trubisky with Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes both on the board. And everyone's going to go around saying, well, the Bears should have taken Mahomes. Bears should have taken Mahomes. And let me tell you, go back in a time machine because I was there the night of the draft and the weeks leading up to it. We were so excited to get a new quarterback. We were, all Bears fans were watching YouTube clips, doing due diligence, reading scouting reports, and guess what? Not a single person thought that Mahomes was going to be the first quarterback taken off that board. So anyone that says otherwise that the Bears should have taken Mahomes two is a liar. They do not know exactly what they're talking about, or they just don't simply remember. Now, when the Bears traded up, I first thought that, They were going to take Watson. He had just won the national championship. He was proven. He was ready to roll. Rumors were that John Fox liked him a whole lot, then coached John Fox. And that seemed to be the move. But Mahomes was never in there, okay? We all knew that he had this crazy, one-of-a-kind rocket arm. But the decision-making, cough, cough, Jay Cutler, was something that needed to be refined. He was certainly a raw talent, quote, unquote. And that was something that I don't think the Bears were even going to consider to invest in. Now, there's been articles that Mahomes was number two on their board, but at the exact same time, there was a lot that a lot of people did not know about Patrick Mahomes. And the fact that he's become one of the best players in the NFL is a credit to him and Andy Reid and the coaching staff, but that doesn't necessarily have to reflect on the Bears in this game. I think everyone just thought that at the time they were going to take Watson, so Trubisky even then was a surprise, but no one thought it was going to be Mahomes. And let me tell you something, no matter how well Trubisky plays in the final two games. There's still going to be plenty of questions heading into the offseason. You know, they're most likely going to bring in a veteran backup who might compete to become the starter, an Andy Dalton, a Case Keenum, a Marcus Mariota. So let's just play a fun little game that Trubisky comes out Sunday night against the Chiefs and throws for 300-plus yards, three or four touchdowns, and the Bears win. The Bears aren't going to the playoffs, and honestly, are we going to say that Trubisky has graduated to some sort of different status as an NFL player. Trubisky's problem still is we're not even at the point where we're able to go, well, Trubisky had a great month. Trubisky had a great season. No, we're still pointing at individual games being like, well, we want Tampa Mitch when he lit up the Buccaneers for six touchdowns. We want the Dallas Mitch when he couldn't be stopped with his legs or his arm. He's not even at that point yet where he's stringing games together where we're able to say, well, yeah, Mitch had a great year. And a great year is just, that's Matt Stafford territory. That's not even elite quarterback territory. You know, Stafford is a very talented quarterback, but for him it's more like Stafford's having a good year or Stafford isn't having that great year. We're talking about years. We're talking about total totalitation here. That's not even a word. But this is the deal with Trubisky. No matter what happens, obviously, you still want to see him keep playing. Now, if he goes out there and he lays a dud and throws four picks, of course, the national headlines are going to make fun of the Bears, but it still doesn't change the situation that we're in. It just means that we have an up-and-down quarterback, and we're still riding the roller coaster. Honestly, the chances are probably somewhere in the middle, right? Trubisky all season, for the most part, has put together a couple pretty decent throws, some really terrible drives, made some bad decisions, on the precipice of the red zone or scoring touchdowns, and the Bears will do just enough to lose. Chances are that they'll probably have a pretty decent second half after an awful first half. Now let's get into the game a little bit because the Trubisky thing is almost just making me upset, so I just need to move on. Um, The game itself... Now, the Chiefs defense, there's a lot of stats out there that make it seem to be fairly promising that the Bears offense could have success. But keep in mind, Bears fans, when you're watching this game, that the Chiefs defense, they're allowing only 199 passing yards over their last three games. During that span, only two touchdowns have been allowed, and they've picked off four passes in their last three games. They've also allowed only four touchdowns to wide receivers since week nine. So guess what? The only thing that's really clicking right now in the Bears offense is Anthony Miller and Allen Robinson. We don't have a tight end. The head coach doesn't commit to the running game. So that right there in itself is making me sort of reticent about whether they, the Bears can actually keep up with this high-powered Chiefs offense. And keep in mind, the Bears' defense has been good, but quietly, they have a lot of 100-yard receiver in each of their last three games. And the linebacking core is a little bit thin. Pierre Lewis, Kwiatkowski, they've played great. Kwiatkowski's played fantastic, right? But who's guarding Travis Kelsey on Sunday? Can someone explain that to me? I mean they couldn't stop Ertz 6 weeks ago and Kelsey, you know, Kelsey can end up with 12 catches for 145 yards. That worries me. Also, the double moves on the outside. Tyreek Hill, the fastest player in the game. Kyle Fuller, Prince and Mukamara Prince, especially with the hamstring. Those guys are vulnerable to get beaten deep. They're really good coverage cornerbacks, but we've seen it time and time again that they that the Bears will allow a big play from time to time. So let's get to the spread here. You know, my head, my heart says that the Bears will cover at minus six, but my my gut says that the Chiefs are probably going to win by six, seven, eight points in the game. And honestly, for fantasy owners out there, get ready for some Chicago Bears offense garbage yards. Now, and here's been the problem all season: How do the Bears win this game? The Chiefs are allowing the Chiefs are allowing twenty four point seven points a game this season on defense. The Bears are only averaging eighteen. That's 25th in the league. The Chiefs are averaging 28 points on offense, and the Bears are allowing only 18.1. So there's got to be a little give there. It's pretty incredible when you look at the numbers. I mean, the Bears have scored 32 points only twice, I think, in the last two seasons. And you look at the the stat sheet, and the Chiefs are just racking it up every single time. Here's a number that's going to make you cry. (laughs) Bears are averaging 7.6 points in the first half. They averaged 13.5 last season. That is about half of their output from last year. The Kansas City Chiefs are second in the NFL, averaging 17.1 points in the first half and 18.1 points in the first half on the road. So here's my bet of the week, you guys. Chiefs' first half by one to three points is plus 800. Four to six is plus 850. You got to hammer on that, right? The Bears, outside of that Cowboys game, which still had an interception in the red zone, they have not been able to move the ball or put up points in at all in the first half and that seems to be what the Kansas City Chiefs forte is. So I'll repeat that again. Bears losing by one to three points to the Chiefs plus 800 or four to six at the half plus 850. I would take that one easily. This game could easily be 17 to 3 at the half, it could be 20 to 6, so on and so forth. It could be 14 to 6. I just see the Chiefs taking a lead into the second half. Now, here's where it gets kind of interesting, right? Because the Bears ranked fourth in the NFL with seven points in the third quarter. So there is an opportunity for the Bears to slowly make a comeback in this game and actually make it interesting, just like the Bears-Packers game last week, which was 21-3, to and all of a sudden the defense has changed, and Trubisky was kind of able to rip it as he was forcing the ball and kind of you know playing with his hair on fire out there. A couple other bets that I like a whole lot. The over 46.5 is plus 125. Um, I do like that number just based on the, the potency of the Chiefs offense The fact that the Chicago Bears defense While is still a very very proud unit I think will put up a really good fight Still will have to be able to Deal with time of possession If the Bears offense doesn't click right away And then in the second half of course The Bears always seem to kind of make a run to make it interesting So I do like the over on the 46.5 I really like that Chiefs to win The first half score too as well There's some great money to be made there And the team to score last in the game Is plus 105 Bears I like that one a lot too as well well, a garbage touchdown is certainly in the making. To pad Mitch's stats a little bit, give us something to talk about. Or, you know, over the summer when we're looking at the revisionist history of his game stats going, oh, well, he threw for 280 yards and two touchdowns. Well, one of those touchdowns might have come with only a couple minutes left. A couple other thoughts real quick. The naggy angle, playing Andy Reid. A problem with him all season has been his failure to do north-south football. Get too cute, play horizontal try and move things around. Is he going to try and outsmart his old mentor in this game? Because if he tries to do that, guess what? The Bears are not going to be able to score a lot of points in this game. And And if you don't think the Bears have a lot to play for, I completely disagree with you. They are a proud team. They were four and six. They could have given up a month ago, but they did not. They got a lot of talented football players on that team. And here's the other thing. You're telling me that that awful offensive line that has been makeshift, that now has two free agents on the right-hand side, guys switching positions all season. You don't think that they're playing for some jobs right now? You think that's the O-line's going to be, you know, uh, set in stone going into next year? No, those guys have to go out and prove something, which is why I think that the game is probably going to be you know, within a touchdown score, I don't I don't see the Chiefs blowing out the Bears in this game because I just think that there's certain areas of the team of the team on the Bears right now that they really have to play for something. And I'll tell you, everyone's like, this is a huge moment for Mitch Trubisky to prove this, that, or other than Pat Mahomes. The guy that I'm looking at in this game is Eddie Pinero. It has not been a great season for the rookie. I mean, he got off to a pretty decent start, but as the season's gone along, you've shown the trust, the leash gets shorter and shorter and shorter from Matt Nagy. What happens with Eddie Pinero by the end of the season? Can he make a couple of kicks? I want to see him make a 45-plus yard kick in the cold in Soldier Field. You know Whether it matters or not doesn't matter to me because we need to figure that situation out going into the offseason. We can't be dealing with that all over again. So the player to watch for me is really Eddie Pinero in the O-line. Trubisky can play you know, the best game of his life. He could play the worst game of his life. It's still not really changing how I feel about it going into the offseason where we're going to need a veteran backup, and the guy's got to get more consistent and more confident with the way that he handles his position, which just so happens to be the cliche, the most important position in football. So just to wrap up, you guys, I hope you enjoy your weekend. I hope you love watching the Bears and the Chiefs. Even if they lose, I hope you get to have fun. And if you are going to make some bets on it, I do like Chiefs' first half. One to, uh, Chiefs' first half uh, to win by one to three points is plus 800. Four to six is 850. Um, I do also really like, uh, if you want to get in on some first quarter action, the Bears are averaging only 2.2 points in the first quarter this season, which is at the very, very bottom of the NFL after averaging five last year. So you can definitely win some first quarter money there. Um, third quarter, again, the, the Bears usually uh, figure out a way to put up a couple of points. Um, So third quarter highest score, I believe, is plus 500 for the game. So third quarter highest score of all the quarters is plus 500. I do like that number a lot. And then team to score last in the game, plus 105 bears. I do like them kind of scratching a garbage tutty, maybe making it a difference, maybe covering in the game, but I don't know. If it goes to seven, I would get a little leery, my betting buddies, and make it happen. That's pretty much going to do it, you guys. Thank you so much for joining me on the Believe in Betting Chicago on the Believe Podcast Network, brought to you by 8 Sleep today. Check them out, you guys. Remember $150 off your purchase when you use 8sleep.com/slash pro. Make sure you guys check that out. I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. We're going to come back with a recap, and I just might be talking on some hoops next week. Chicago Bulls basketball. Get ready. Thank you for joining me. My name is Joy Christopoulos. Have a great weekend.